0: light it's seven friday night
1: welcome back to another episode the second episode of uh, seven friday night our uh, sports stars podcast that's going to be all things high school football I am the Sports Stars editor, Chase Bryson, and uh, with me is my co-host, Ben Enos, and it's, uh, we're, we're hoping that you are coming back after listening to week one, but if not, uh, welcome aboard as a new listener. Uh, go, go back and check week one, because it was awesome, and that's just a totally unbiased opinion, and we're back now for second week, and it's a, it's a big week to talk football, right Ben?
2: You know, I think the reviews are in. Week one was awesome. I'm comfortable saying that. And I'm comfortable saying the pundits were wrong. We survived. We made it past the first week, which statistically speaking was not likely. So here we are. It is football week in America. No copyright infringement there or anything. Um, And we're ready to see some actual live 11 on 11 tackle football. And you and I have started our week by tossing into the mix the possibility of perhaps taking a little drive to see some of that football. Tell the good people where we are considering going this Friday night.
1: Monterey Trail High School in Elk Grove, and we will see the number 11 ranked Mustangs hosting the number two ranked Folsom uh, Bulldogs. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, Those rankings are obviously Sports Star's own NorCal rankings from our preseason top 20. It should be a really interesting game to see. Uh, we are certainly going to talk more about uh, some of the, the SAC Joaquin section teams that are starting this week a little later on. But, yeah, just the, the idea of going to see live football potentially in a, uh, in a full stadium or at least more full than it was in spring uh, with students in the stands and, and bands and cheerleaders. It should be, it should be fun to be uh, a part of that and uh, to get back out there.
2: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of work over the past couple of weeks to try and envision and talk to coaches about what this actual night is going to look like. What will the first Friday night, um, look like. And so I personally am very excited to see what that looks like, uh, get back into that atmosphere, see if there's anything different, see if it feels any different, um, than it has before. Um, And get a chance to watch two really, really good teams, just fantastic football teams in Monterey Trail and uh, Folsom. So, yeah, a little road trip before uh, we come back a little closer to home uh, next week in the North Coast section. But at least for this week, I'm looking forward to getting a chance to see some fantastic athletes and a team that um, we had the good fortune to talk to for our uh, preview edition, which also uh, dropped this week. So I'm, I'm excited on all those fronts.
1: Heck yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned the football preview. So I will jump right into our shameless plug portion of the episode. And we'll talk about all the football preview stuff that, that we put together this week. Obviously, we started on August 6th with the Return to Fall daily uh, preview series. And we've hit on probably 15 to 20 programs uh, so far. I think our, our 13th is going to be coming out on Thursday. On Wednesday, we finally put out the big one. The, our, it's our 10th annual football preview, uh, NorCal football preview, and it is loaded. It's got, uh, we have three features on three different teams across three different sections. So we are we got a feature on Clayton Valley that I wrote, a feature on Cosumnis Oaks of Elk Grove, which Stephen Wilson wrote, a feature on uh, Sarah of San Mateo that Mike Wood wrote, and then of course, Ben, we have uh, your return your byline return to the pages of sports stars. Uh, And let's have you talk a little bit about the features that you worked on. I I know you touched on a little bit uh, a few minutes ago, but let's kind of expand on what you put together for our football preview that uh, came out on, on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, it's um, the premise that we came up with going into this football season. And the question that we wanted answered most of all was what will normal look like? Uh, for fall 2021 high school football and the answers that I got back in doing the reporting wa- were all over the map what was consistent among every single coach and player that I talked to was absolute enthusiasm for the possibility that Friday nights will look the same as they always have I think I mentioned uh on last week's podcast that I spent some time at Las Lomas High School, and at least on that day, practice looked normal for whatever you know definition you have of a normal Tuesday practice. Um, I also spent some time at College Park High School uh, with their new head coach, Travis Racidi, a friend, a friend of the program who we've known for a long time. When I showed up, the varsity team hadn't even come out. Cross country was working out on the track and um, JV team was going through drills and then the varsity team came out and there was practice and it was very normal. And then by the end of practice, what I was really struck with was youth football had come in. And so there were multiple teams at different ends of the stadium, uh, in Pleasant Hill, getting ready to do their own workouts. And there were just a lot of people there and you could, it was all centered around football. And so it kind of, it really struck a chord with me and you can read about, uh, this in written form in, uh, Uh, the preview edition, just that everyone is trying their hardest to get back to normal. Um, We're going to go see Folsom this week. And we talked to Folsom's coach, Paul Doherty, uh, about what this looks like. And he said, look, we're doing what our district told us we need to do. We're going to test once a week. Uh, We're going to take these precautions. We're going to wear face masks when we're lifting weights inside. And the upshot of that is if somebody does have a case, the hope then is that it will not affect the entire team and that they will still be able to go on and play. Um, Another piece to the preview puzzle that actually we ended up breaking out as a separate story is how first-year coaches and new coaches, maybe guys who started in the spring or uh, during the pandemic, have dealt with trying to take over a program during uh, these unprecedented times. Um, And so there's some really great anecdotes in the story uh, uh, from head coach Dave Perry at Bishop O'Dowd and how he uh, utilized Zoom and distance learning to teach his offense. Really fascinating stuff about how, not only I think you adjust to the pandemic reality that we've been in, but also the future of instruction when it comes to uh, in the classroom and, and football, to be perfectly honest. Um, So some really great anecdotes from him, Danny Calcagno at Cal High, but I also had a chance to talk to CJ Anderson from Monta Vista, who just took over very recently um, at one of the Bay Area's premier programs, and he's looking at it saying, look, I'm coming out of the league, I am fresh out of the NFL, I've seen what they have done, and you don't necessarily need a million or billion dollar budget to Implement some of these changes, and a lot of it is awareness and just being cognizant of how you are acting and the kind of what you do away from the field and how it will impact the ability to be on the field. So it is still very fresh in everybody's minds. It's not going to go away anytime soon, uh, but we're going to get this thing off the ground this Friday uh, and see where it goes. Now, I say that, and a couple schools aren't going to get it off the ground. Uh, We've seen some reporting this week already. Our friend, another friend of the show, Joe Davidson at the Sacramento Bee reported this week uh, that Lodi and Grant aren't going to play Friday night as scheduled. And it's because Lodi has uh, too many guys in the COVID protocol. Um, The result of that is them, those schools working together to find a rescheduled date rather than just scrapping the game entirely, which is a, that kind of collaboration and that kind of uh, acknowledgement that everyone is in this together is absolutely what's going to need to take place because this won't be the last time this happens. This is only the first time it's happening. Um, And that's our reality for this fall. And for who knows how long it's going to affect sports after football, you know, the life doesn't stop in December. Um, So football is in a lot of ways, the test case for, uh, scholastic athletics moving forward, and it's being performed on the biggest stage. So we'll see how it goes. But um, universally, everybody is very fired up to get back to football Friday nights and see their community in the stands and and feel that support once again.
1: And I will, I will echo, I mean, I've been out to now, I want to say five, five different practices. All of them felt very normal. All of them, you know, they were, it was just like visiting a practice in 2019 or 2018. I, you know, I was able to, I didn't, I didn't have to wear a mask, so I'm I'm vaccinated, but there were some programs that were the coaches were required to wear masks, but for the most part, it all, it was all fairly normal, felt the same. Kids were, you could, you could sense the energy among the kids and the coaches uh, as far as their excitement toward building towards uh you know playing a, a normal season. Uh so that was refreshing to see, uh as you as you pointed out. Uh, I would also in in regards to the grant and lodi thing, um I think it's awesome that they were together and that they both had an open date where they could reschedule that game. I don't hopefully that could happen more often. Uh but I know that you know it, it's gonna be harder for some programs to find that, uh, that synergy in the schedule where they can do that. Hopefully, you know, we don't come across those as often, but when we do, I, I do hope that, that they are able to reschedule because that was, that's huge. I Neither mean, one of those programs wants to lose that game. And, you know, we found in the spring that searching for having 48 to 72 hours to find an opponent on a given week is nearly impossible. Uh, and it's, you know, you can't just find them on the fly so it will be interesting to see how that goes. And, you know, Lodi in their release didn't say how many, uh, how many of their kids were in the protocol, but it, it, it was definitely more than one. So that's also maybe a good sign that just one isn't, isn't you know, taking everything off the rails. So I don't know. It's uh, certainly something that, you know, everyone's gonna have to keep an eye on for sure.
2: One thing I'm really interested to see as we get this thing going, is uh, to what extent sections begin to treat these types of rescheduled games the same and what thresholds are being set up. Um, because I could see a scenario in which, and and I have no evidence of this happening anywhere yet, um, but is it a case, do schools start to evaluate uh, whether or not their team can play on a Friday night based on quantity or quality of the players who are out and is there going to be a mechanism for a school to say okay we've got guys in the covid protocol we can't play but then we come to find out all right one of those guys there there's like three guys in the COVID protocol and one is the division one quarterback like what is the mechanism there among sections and leagues and how will that be uh addressed um one other thing I wanted to, to toss out when we're talking about um, the energy that I think we've both felt from the practices that we've been at is uh, I have, I happened to be at College Park on the first day of school. So that was a somewhat different experience because those guys got a chance to just be around high school students, normal high school students for the first time in forever. Um, I had one player make me laugh uncontrollably for a moment when he said distance learning was a kerfuffle um, <laughs> and, and I appreciate that because I can't think of a better way to put it right um you're you're the parent of two school children I mean can you classify this last year and a half of distance learning
1: as a kerfuffle I can indeed <laughs> try try distance learning kindergarten that was that was a kerfuffle with glue <laughs>
2: So it's you know these guys are—they're not only—we're—we're like, going to talk about football, and—and and that's why we're here. We want to see who does well and who goes on, and all that stuff. But these kids are getting back to a normal way of life. Like they're getting back, and they're doing it with masks on. They're doing it in distanced classrooms. They're trying, at least, to figure out what normal is again. And so, we tried to figure that out with our uh, preview edition. Uh, the answer is there is no good answer, but. We're really, really excited to find out what it looks like.
1: And now we're going to take a quick timeout for a quick message from Sports Stars Magazine's podcast partner, the California Army National Guard. We understand an upside-down world, but they're writing us off before we get to the starting line. A stalled generation? Who do you think is going to fix all this? We will, because our future is the future. The next
2: greatest generation is now. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out
1: more. And now back to the show.
2: Well, uh, we are back with our the third member of our um, ragtag bunch here. Uh, Coach Edson has joined us for week two, and I have to um, I have to express some. Uh, I'm I'm just a little. I'm wondering why you decided to come back.
1: <laughs> I was very relieved that you returned my text this week. It was a good it Was a good sign. <laughs>
0: Um, I always return attacks. text.
1: <laughs> uh, even after we even after we dredged up the the uh, the old the old uh, two geeks footage that featured your younger self, what, what did you think of seeing that last week?
0: Oh, my goodness. That was hilarious. Um, that first centennial game. What a game that was. It brought back memories. But um, like I was, I was telling you guys, I, I look so much younger there, you know, I became a lot more gray trying to figure out those uh, greats of uh, those Southern California teams as they got more and more players from <laughs> places and more and more offensive weapons. It definitely turned me gray trying to stop those guys, which of course I did not do all that well, but uh, it was, uh, those were some great, I remember that I started thinking about where we were in the old, uh, I don't know where we were in the, uh, was in, the, um, I was in, in
1: some the conference room. Was that, like, was that in the in the times conference room
0: yeah i couldn't t- i was trying to figure that out i, I think it was, was must have been a conference room yeah from yeah. The, in this middle school yeah okay i was i was looking at this like where are we even yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was good
2: um so it is uh chase and i are going to go catch some sack section football on friday but here in the bay area it is scrimmage week and so uh wanted to kind of get your take on did you what was scrimmage week like for coaches i mean do you get butterflies before the first scrimmage or are you just mostly dreading someone getting hurt
0: yeah that's that's exactly right your first thought is get out of there healthy i remember one year uh anthony sweeney who unfortunately ended up getting his elbow uh thrashed about week seven or eight that year but uh, we thought he blew his knee out uh, at the scrimmage. I just remember that play. And he got bent over. It's like, no. And uh, lucky for us, it was just a sprain. But that that's your worst nightmare that you lose a starter. You know, it's smart. I, I haven't seen very many scrimmages where the quarterback is live. But everybody else is. And you're, you're just always concerned about that. And the other thing with the scrimmage is this is really where you find out um, Who can handle the live contact and who cannot? The scrimmage is always a a good test to find out what you've got. I remember last year we went to state and and when we actually, you know, when we beat that uh, Centennial team that was ranked number one, I remember that Uh, one thing I distinctly remember from that scrimmage is every time Pittsburgh went back to pass, it was like in like a second and a half, our whole defensive line was on their quarterback and it was like, and they could, they tried to run the ball. Everything was just boom, boom, boom going, we got a pretty good defensive line here. And so, and of course that team led us to, to the state. And one I, I really believe and it was a big part of how, why we won state that year. So you do get to find out what you have at a scrimmage. There's no doubt about it.
1: Kind of a long line of uh, you saying how you get to kind of see what, what kids are really made of in that scrimmage. I was going to see if you had any, memories of any specific player that that may not have flashed initially in practice but just opened your eyes the minute he got into a scrimmage can you, can you think of anybody that that was kind of kind of the opposite way because you're talking about guys who look good in practice but you wait and see what they do in the scrimmage
0: well there, there, there I you know I, off specifically was there one uh individual but there, there's no doubt about it that like you know you kind of go in with uh your top players play first and you kind of put in a a second team guys or the guys that at that point they're second on the on the depth chart and every year uh, you're going to find a guy that was on second on the depth chart looks better in the scrimmage than uh, a first team guy and then you start going like wow you know he was he came you know that would that was there's always someone that surprises Is there anyone specific not really because it happens every year there's always a guy and. On the other side of it, there's a start of it's like, oh, <laughs> uh-oh, you know, <laughs> improve. So uh, you get both sides of it as scrimmages. There, there's, there's no doubt about it. It's really, it's really kind of an interesting dynamic.
1: All right. Uh, the Sac Joaquin uh, session teams started a week early this week. And so they're playing live games. They had the scrimmages last week. We thought we uh, would celebrate our first week of real football. With little uh, friendly competition between uh, yourself and Ben, you thought uh, you thought this was a good idea. <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah, it was my idea. It was all my idea. In the
0: world of terriettes, and there's no such thing as the two words friendly, okay? So it's.
1: I'm sensing
2: a skins game going on here right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, who would like to go? I got, I got three rounds of questions. Who would like to go first in round one?
0: Bring it on. No, no. (laughs) I'll let Ben go first. Uh, All right, Ben. All the abuse he took is a writer. I'll let him go first. Yeah. That's right.
1: All right. Here you go, Ben. One of the Zach Joaquin section's most successful coaches of the past two decades, Casey Taylor, is taking over at his alma mater, Oak Ridge, this fall. Can you name the previous three schools he's coached at?
2: Oh, whoa. Uh, Indercom. Yep. Capital Christian. Mm Mm-hmm and Del Oro.
1: Yes, one point, Ben. All right, <sighs>
2: now who has the pressure?
1: <laughs> Terry, don't get this wrong. Just you, you can He's Terry's a great, good man.
0: He's a good man. I'm glad you got that right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, Terry, true or false? You never lost to a San Joaquin section team during your coaching career.
0: Okay, anyone listening from the San Joaquin section? That doesn't mean the section's not good, okay? <laughs> Football there, but that is true. We never lost to a sound that's team.
1: correct. You were, you were 28 and 0 as a coach against the Sacramento <laughs> section. Congratulations! All right, I Terry, should, I, would, I would
2: hope he would know
0: that. <laughs> you never know, bro. All
1: right, uh, Terry can go first in round two. All right, here we go. Uh, over the past 15 years, Folsom High has built itself into a legitimate state power. The architects of this dominant Bulldogs era were co coaches Troy Taylor. chris richardson who are both now working to revive sacramento state all this is a fancy build up to ask what east bay high school is chris richardson a graduate of amador no college park oh oh yeah sorry i should have given you a chance to steal
2: could have
0: jumped
1: college park college park
0: that's right he was dang it (laughs) does chris richardson know what high school i graduated from
2: I don't think anyone present right now knows what high school you graduated <laughs> from.
1: You can enlighten us though. It's Moreau. Moreau. Oh,
0: also known as Moreau Catholic, 1976. That is correct.
1: All right, Ben. There you go. Of the oh, sack This one will be harder for you too. Of the sack Joaquin session players that have been featured on previous covers of the sports stars, football preview edition three have made it to the NFL. Can you name them? Ooh, wow!
2: All right, uh, we'll start with the easy one, which is Shaq Thompson.
1: Correct, Grant High School, twenty eleven cover.
2: Ooh, man. Um. Oh really? <laughs> uh oh, I'm blanking. This is not good.
0: Oh man, you got to be kidding me! Really? One of them's somewhat recent.
2: I think we've established that I've been out of this for a while. <laughs> uh,
0: I, know, I know one for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. He, okay, Terry. Come in steal. for
0: the steal. Jake Browning. Correct. Yeah. Who's
2: he's on a he's on a roster on right now? Vikings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I should he's have
1: known. He's a great kid. I'm so glad I'm happy for him. He's great. And then the uh, the third one was Eddie Vanderdos of Placer. Uh, oh, he just got he, cut. I call a, foul. but he played in the nfl
2: yeah they waved him yesterday or today
1: all right we're tied we're tied in uh heading into the final round here we go uh ben's first all right the sack section didn't get its first state bowl participant until the second year of games that year was 2007 you and i were both on hand at stub hub arena where we saw coach edson and the spartans win a thriller over centennial corona in the d1 game who was the sack section team that played in the preceding game representing the section for the first time
2: it's one of two teams i'm gonna say grant
1: no oh, that is, is delahora
2: is it De i don't know
1: i know, who it, is. I know who it is cardinal newman it was well that was the first year cardinal newman the, and they are a north coast section team not Sack fucking section so
0: oh cardinal no. oh that's right they are dang it that's...
1: <laughs> who, who is the central answer? catholic of modesto Oh,
0: Lewis Bland.
1: Oh, that's yeah, right. Lewis Bland. That's right. oh. No, Grant,
0: Grant, Grant was the one. Remember, we were talking about Grant and our little thing. It was because Grant got the open and we yeah.
1: were division D1. Grant was the year after. Grant was the first right. bowl winner. Uh, Central, Central, uh, Central Catholic was the first bowl participant. Yeah. Grant won the first one. All right, Terry, All right. for the win. You can do it. Uh, St. Mary Stockton four-star receiver Jaden Marshall, who you got an up-close and personal look at last March. Is also an accomplished track star and plans to play both sports at your alma mater UCLA. What is his best track event?
0: Jaden hmm. Marshall, that guy is so fast. I didn't know it's, I'm gonna guess it's between the 200 and the 400. Maybe he's a hurdler, I don't know, but I'm gonna guess the 200.
1: Oh, uh, you should have gone hurdles. He is a hurdler, he's a hurdler. Yeah, he actually That's, had the state's. Uh, second, uh, the state's second fastest times in both the 100 and 300 hurdles. Yeah, I
0: believe it. You know, I, cause I was thinking about that. It's just as a plug for one of our own old players, you know, uh, Jonathan Harvey just graduated from Oregon. He made it to the Olympic trials in the yeah. 400 hurdle. I'm so proud of him. So those fast guys are getting those, those, you watch those hurdles in the Olympics. These guys are amazing. Crazy. Unbelievable. So Jesus,
2: um, I, yeah. I sure I surely hope you came with tiebreakers because I don't think any of us, either of us, are going to go
0: home I happy with had a, a tiebreaker
1: tie. ready. That's that's. Uh... Uh, I would like to
0: point out too, though, that you're right. I did see Jade Marshall up up close and personal, but I was also coaching golf last year, so I a little bit of, I didn't. I was a little bit foggy because I was thinking about the golf program and football at the same time. So you know, it's hard to do at the same time. <laughs>
2: I mean, if we're going to get really into obscure Terry Edson trivia, what was your record as a bowling coach?
0: Oh, we lost a lot of games in (laughs) (laughs) bowling. We had guys couldn't break 100 then. So uh, yeah, we, it was the handicap. It was, uh, you know, they used their handicaps in the sense of their scores and all that, but we still lost a lot of, you know, it's, we had some championship runs though with some teams, but yeah, we lost a lot of games. Trust me.
2: I would have been perfect for that team under 100.
0: <laughs> I used to tell them uh, when they'd get a, like, I saw a 95, I'd say, you know, that's still not a great score. Get it. <laughs> have to tell them you know i bowled in 95 when i was in third grade can we please pick it up okay or...
1: i have no tiebreakers, so we'll have to we'll have to uh settle this at an on, an, on a later date
0: Skin's okay. rules it carries it carries over it
1: carries over yep
0: that's exciting though san joaquin section starting up that's great it's a great section. Yep. so you guys we guys gonna go watch
1: uh
0: awesome gonna...
2: monterey trail yeah, full Oh
0: my boy, Monterey
1: Trail, I love it. Yeah, you're a fan of you're a fan of Coach Ewing.
0: Oh, love TJ, great, great, great man, great, great for high school football. Um, just the kind of guy you want leading your program, no doubt about it.
1: All right, so now that we have Sac-Joaquin session football on the brain after that scintillating trivial brawl between you and Coach Edson, let's get to some of these games that are actually on the slate this Friday night maybe we can get to some predictions, what I imagine will be a regular closing segment to these episodes. Let's start with the ranked teams. Our preseason NorCal Top 20, which you can find right now at SportsStarsMag.com, as part of our football preview content, features nine teams from the sac Joaquin section. Seven will be in action this week. Number six, St. Mary's Stockton. Number 14, Joseph Sacramento. Won't open their campaigns until next week with everybody else. So the matchups that we're looking at include ranked teams, Uh, number two Folsom at number 11 Monterey Trail, which of course have our, we've already touched on, uh, Turlock at number five Rocklin, Cosumas Oaks Elk Grove at number 19 Oak Ridge of Eldorado Hills, number 10 Lincoln Stockton at number 17 Edison Stockton, Davis at number 20 Vacaville, Granite Bay at Vista del Lago Folsom, and Elk Grove at Inderkum Sacramento. So what do you think? Ready to make some stabs and anger the public? Well, first of all,
2: uh, I appreciate that you thought that my um, trivia showdown with Coach Edson was scintillating. And now we're going to transition into something that I have nary a scintilla of knowledge about. Um, But yeah, let's make some picks. Um, You know, I at one point in my life, I was known as the wizard of winning. And now uh, I'm looking for a career revival um, in that category so uh, i am going to i will start
1: let's set some ground rules first okay let's let's say we'll we'll keep the picks at four each and one's got to be a lock all right
2: stone cold lock got it all right got it uh is there like a trap door that i fall through if all (laughs) four of these are are wrong
1: uh no but we'll let we'll let coach edson uh uh cause you grief in the next episode
2: okay cool um all right. Well, I'm I'm going to start with you talked about the game that we're going to go see on Friday. So I'm going to start there. Um, not necessarily the easiest game to select, but uh, in doing some of the uh, research for our football preview and kind of taking a look at what Folsom has and what Folsom did in the spring, um, you, you hear Coach Doherty talk about the fact that they were super young by necessity in the spring. And the gang is all back. <laughs> they're, they're back. So, you know, we've, uh, I think in the return to fall series, uh, we've mentioned guys like Tyler Tremaine and Rika Flores and Walker Lyons, uh, Justin Ackland on the other side of the ball, all these guys you've heard about. Um, so uh, while I think it's going to be a tremendous game, I think Monterey trail also coming off a five and O spring is going to be really good. Uh, it's, I'm applying the De La Salle principle a little bit here. It's going to be fulsome until somebody shows me otherwise and so i'll i'll start there um you're gonna pick that game as well or or uh you're gonna go somewhere else
1: uh i'm gonna go Folsom. i think i'm i i'm agreeing with you i think there's just there's just too much firepower um on that on that bulldog sideline for a monterey trail team that that um while talented just has three returning starters on d so you know it, it's gonna be an uphill climb uh, i hope monterey trail can keep it close uh, I think they they can if the things go right, but I think it I think that one's going to the dogs.
2: Where do you want to go next?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um I'll throw out my let me throw out my lock.
2: Lock time.
1: We'll probably Ins- have
2: <laughs> insert dramatic music here.
1: <laughs> I, I will I'm putting a lock on on number eighteen Oak Ridge. I'm not picking against Casey Taylor, uh, co- head coach Casey Taylor in his debut at his alma mater. Casonis Oaks was the a, a team that we've talked about a lot. Uh, we wrote a feature about them in the football preview. Uh, they've got a lot of upside, uh, but they're still they've got a brand new coach. And it, uh, I think Oak Ridge was young last year. Coach Taylor held them ready. I'm going. The Trojans lock it up.
2: Let me pull first. Pull back the curtain a, a little bit for our dozens of uh, fervent fans out there. We did not collaborate on these picks. We're coming at this blind, but I am going to keep the uh, theme of taking the foothills over the South of Sacramento crowd going. And I'm also going to take Oak Ridge over Cosumnes Oaks. Um, First of all, though, props to the Cosumnes Oaks folks. That's right. I said it. for showing up and voting in our cover vote on SportsStarsMag.com. Props to you guys for showing out uh, and making your voices heard. Now, I would love to reward them for that, but my research also shows that they've got three returning starters on each side of the ball. So uh, in a matchup of teams that maybe have pieces to replace, I'm going to go with the one constant that I know, and that is uh, Oak Ridge coach Casey Taylor, who I've known for a long time and I know as one of uh, Northern California's top coaches. So it's Trojans for me in that matchup.
1: All right, then take us, to, take us to your next one. What do you got next?
2: So, you know, I, I really considered picking the Elk Grove Indercom game. And I'm going to be honest, I live with a Thundering Herd grad. So that almost made the difference for me. But I feel like that's really going to be a good game, kind of a, a sneaky good game, because Reggie Harris is taking over at Indercom. And I think he's going to do a really good job there. Um, so I'm actually going to um, steer clear of that one. I, I said all that just to be nice. Um, <laughs> And I'm going to go down to the 209, take a trip a little further south, and I'm going to take Lincoln over Edison in a classic Stockton showdown. If you are looking for something to do on Friday night and you appreciate running back play, buy a ticket. Jonah Coleman, Jalen Blackshear, awesome, awesome running backs, two of Northern California's best. So if you're in the area, buy a ticket. I am going to pick uh, Lincoln, but I could see this game going either way.
1: Well, I will. I will actually go and pick the Thundering Herd, and you. You. I. I actually. Uh, that's. I. I'm with you that it's going to be a very, uh, a kind of sneaky good game, and that's why I, even though neither team is ranked, uh, when we were working on the rankings, I. I looked very closely at Elk Grove for sure. Um. So I, There. There's definitely talent on both of those rosters, but I like the running back duo of Zeke Burnett and Ethan Archuleta. I think they are in for a big year, and Intercom, uh, they they uh, they're replacing they're certainly replacing a few a few people, um, and uh, their their big four-star receiver Carlos Wilson uh, is out for an extended period of time with a knee injury. So uh, I don't know they uh, they do have uh, O'Shea Castleberry, uh, another receiver who uh, is going to be stepping up and uh, you can read about him in our Return to Fall series. Ike Dotson did a piece on him. So while I like Intercom, I think Elk has got a little more punch. Uh, I think they go on the road and, and get that win.
2: Can we talk about how great a name O'Shea Castleberry is? It's a good one. He's on our all-name team. There are some good,
1: there's some good names this year. I also like Jake Rip, the linebacker Rip. out of Los Gatos. That's Love just it. a good name for a linebacker.
2: Love it. All right, who you got in neck? Oh, well, I guess it's me, huh? Uh,
1: yeah, you can go. You're, All right, I got to give you a lock, lock.
2: stone right. cold lock. All right, I am going with Vacaville over Davis. Coach Pop, and I can call him Coach Pop because I know the other Pop. Coach Pop has quarterback Ryan Vaughn back. He's got a couple big time running backs, Darian Leon Guerrero and Blake Espino and the Dogs went five and zero in the spring. Davis is coming off of a one and three spring, so while I also know a prominent former Davis football player, John, Mr. John Lagatuda. I think it's easy for me to say that they need to show us what they got cooking before we go that direction. So, lock it in, week one. Write it down in pen, sharpie, whatever you got. Back of bill for me.
1: All right, last pick. Uh, I think we have to. One of us has to take a stab at this Turlock Rockland game. Although it scares me tremendously, I'm going to give. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it uh, a shot here and say that the Thunder uh, squeak out a win over uh, visiting Turlock and their uh, three-star quarterback Bo Green. Um, so put me on board as taking both the Thunder and the Thundering Herd for this week.
2: There's got to be a joke about. Uh, well, I, I mean, these days, Thunder and Lightning. They're not, they're not our friends in fire season, man. So you might, you might reconsider from a karmic perspective doing what you're doing this week. <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. What you say, I will grudgingly agree, makes a lot of sense. Also, Bo Green,
1: great football name, great quarterback name, Good. could be in a movie. All right, so we need to wrap this thing up. We want to thank Coach Edson for his time once again. And if you started this episode about 30 minutes ago and are still hanging with us, you might be one of our family members. But if not, we appreciate you. So let's get out of here and get ready to hit the road Friday for real fall evening football.
2: If you see a nondescript Toyota midsize SUV weaving in and out, rest assured that I don't do the driving in this duo, okay? So, you know, I I take no responsibility. I'm just the wingman.
1: We should probably tell the uh, the listeners a little bit about the show. You can, uh, for those uh, who are looking for somewhere to, to uh, listen to this and to actually subscribe or follow and rate, uh, right now we're really only on Spotify. We're working on getting the rest of the um, of the platforms uh, going. We also put the podcast on sportsstarsmag.com where it has its own page as well. And we include uh, some extra information uh, and uh, every once in a while we'll, we'll throw some uh, multimedia up there like we did last week with uh, with our old video series episode of our old video series and we've added links to uh, to some stuff as well and that's pretty much it uh, we want to thank Dustin Phillips for doing the music for uh, our podcast uh, you can definitely look his uh, cover band ups at Sacramento dot com and uh, our cover art was done by um, by myself with a photo from Norbert von der Groben. And, and that's about it for this week. We will uh, we will see you next Wednesday where we'll talk North Coast section and Central Coast section and the rest of all things football.
2: If you can't find us uh, on your streaming platform of choice, just drop us a note in social media and uh, Chase and I will come to your house and reenact it for you on your front lawn in person. <laughs> Write that down.
1: We'll see you next week,
2: fans. It's game week. We're back.